This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thanks for making us part of your day. <clears throat> We're going to talk to our friend Jay Drew coming up here momentarily. He writes for the Deseret News. He covers BYU football and Utah basketball. We'll talk to Jay about both because both are, you know, relevant at the moment, Gordon. Yes, very much so. And he's uh, he's been right in the middle of, uh, of both of them. So, yeah, perfect guest. Uh, real quick, our friend Ute Chasta Trailer uh, tweets in. Uh, he says, the great ones keep their composure. Steve Klauke in the foul ball <laughs> and Vince Cully working an earthquake into his play-by-play without missing a beat. <laughs> yeah, Klauke really didn't miss a beat. He didn't. In fact, he, he saw the comedy in the moment and uh, delivered a line perfectly. Delivered course, a one-liner, yep. It was right there in front of him, and so – but uh, – yeah, I, I was telling uh, Austin, I think those two reactions are indicative of the the play-by-play guys who, who call the action. So it's it uh, was perfectly fitting. Uh, let's see. I guess this is somewhat breaking news real quick. Uh, Justin Bean is going to stay at Utah State. Just tweeted that out. So that's good news for the next head coach of the Aggies. Um, let's get out of the zone phone. Gordon joining us now. He covers youth basketball as well as BYU football for the Deseret News. He's our friend Jay Drew. Hello, Jay. Hello, guys. Good afternoon to everybody. How are you, buddy? You doing all right? Things good? Yeah, it's been a crazy couple of weeks with the coaching search on one of my beats and then BYU spring football and pro day and all that wrapping up. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been good. You had a specific moment the other day that made me laugh. You told somebody to can it on a press conference, and I got a good chuckle out of that. Uh, but <laughs> let's start off, Jay, with Utah basketball and uh, Craig Smith's contract. I know you uh, spent a great deal of time yesterday pouring over it. Give us kind of the basics of uh, what uh, Coach Smith is looking at. Yeah, it's uh, he's, he's not going to be making as much as Larry was. Um, obviously, he's uh, about $1.85 million a year. Um, he's got a lot of incentives. Uh, if he hits all of them, and, and some of them are like, you know, national coach of the year, 25 grand or whatever. But if he hits uh, every incentive, it'd add another 675000 per year. Um, but uh, the base salary is uh, 1.85, and then he's got a million, and then he's got a bunch of perks like, you know, uh, vacation money for his family and tuition for his kids and country club membership and use of a car and and things like that. But so pretty standard in the industry. Uh, the one interesting thing I found was he he has incentives based on uh, gate receipts. I've never seen that in a coaching contract before. But um, so for instance, if if Utah clears two million. Um, in a season, Craig would get an extra. I think it's twenty-five grand, and it goes all the way up to three million, where he would make uh, 
close to I think a uh, hundred grand, or maybe it's seventy-five grand. It tops out at so, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, and uh, you know, you would think that would be incentive for him to to beef up the schedule. And uh, you know, I I think people would rather see him play. Oh, I don't know Utah State instead of Stony Brook or something like that. So, um, and if he does schedule that, it's you know it could put money in his pocket. So, so that was kind of what stood out about what I've gone through so far. Jay, you were on that uh, press conference call, and uh, he mentioned. Remember, he was asked about beefing up the schedule, and he said he was all for it. Now we understand that a little more. Yeah, and. You know, I, I, I think uh, what else is he going to say kind of thing. I, I've never seen a coach get on one of those and say, yeah, we're going we're gonna to dummy down our schedule. <laughs> like, like uh, you know, every coach basically promises that at least. And then uh, the, the former coach didn't quite deliver on that. But, um, but it sounds like uh, Craig Smith has some really good incentive to do so. That uh, that attendance thing is a pretty big deal because of the dwindling uh, partisanship on hand for those Utah games. I mean, it was getting to the point. Well, they closed down the top of the arena all the way around, and uh, it, it it was getting pretty bleak there. And uh, you know, winning generally solves that, but enthusiasm for the program is is another factor. And that's one thing that Craig Smith is really good at is getting people excited about what he's doing. He's emotional in that regard. And that is exactly opposite, uh, it seemed, from what Chris Koviak was like. Yeah, it uh, sounds like uh, that's part of his personality and makeup, that he's a uh, willing, enthusiastic, energetic guy. I've got to know him a little bit because the last two years I've been down in Vegas covering Utah basketball or Utah women's basketball, and then kind of made the move over to Utah State uh, once the Utes were eliminated and um, and covered them. And uh, so, you know, if there was one coach that I had a little familiarity with uh, outside of Utah and BYU's coaches, it would be Craig Smith. And, and you're right, he's one of those guys you can ask him one question to lead off a press conference or a press session and he could literally take 15 minutes answering one question. He's, he's, uh, he can he can talk. That's for sure. Jay, how serious the candidates were Alex Jensen and Johnny Bryant? Was that kind of going through the motions, and they knew that uh, neither one of those guys would take it, or were did they seriously consider? I can answer that as far as Alex Jensen, um, and I would say he can seriously considered it. I was told by someone really close to him that he was literally on the fence was the what was the verbiage they used. As far as Johnny Bryant, I don't know. I I I just never was able to kind of talk to anybody that was knew him or was that close to him. But I I can say that that uh, I think I think it was real with Alex Jensen. I don't think he was just a few years ago when BYU hired Mark Pope. Alex Jensen interviewed there, but. He kind of went out of his way to make sure everyone knew it was just kind of a courtesy interview. But I didn't get that sense this time. I, I think he was generally interest, or genuinely interested in it. And for whatever reason, he – well, everyone knows the reasons. He's probably going to get an NBA, you know, top job here here hopefully pretty soon. So um, so that so a good reason to stay if, if that was what it was. 
Were there other serious candidates, Jay, that you know of? You know, I heard all these different names come up, and sometimes you worry that it, there's kind of an echo chamber where somebody throws out a name and then everyone else just repeats it kind of thing. But uh, a name that I I heard a couple times was Mike White, the coach at Florida. And uh, I, I, just, I found that one a little bit hard to kind of fathom because obviously Florida SEC program and he's been to the tournament five straight years with them. But so that was one. I, I think there was some interest expressed going both ways. Um, but other than that, uh, not really. Those were, it was kind of interesting that it, it really kind of got narrowed down really quickly. Like within, you know, a day or two, we were already hearing about Alex Jensen and Johnny Bryant right off the bat. Jay, how much of an uphill climb is this job right now? Um, Craig Smith turned it around pretty quick there at uh, Utah State, but he had Sam Merrill there, right? And he had Kata as a freshman coming in with him and, you know, put together a good run pretty much right off the bat. How hard will that be to do if, if it's even possible at Utah? You know, if you'd asked me before Timmy Allen entered the transfer portal and before Alfonso Plummer and Riley Batten announced that they were in the portal, I would have said chances of, of having a you know winning right off the bat are very good. This this is a really good Utah team. I I've mentioned this before on you guys' show that I said that they were the best sub 500 team in the country, and I just got ripped apart mostly by BYU fans, as it were, for saying that. But you know I stand by that. You look at all the teams uh, in the NCAA tournament. Utah beat USC by 15. They lost to the Trojans in double overtime in the Vegas tournament or in the conference tournament in Vegas. The, the, they had some talent. This, there's there's a good uh, nucleus there with Brandon Carlson and Pella Larson, and but uh, but now that those other guys are, are leaving um, or say they are, they still obviously can come back. Uh, you know, I'm less bullish on on the prospects next year, but but if he would have had that same eight or nine rotation that Larry had and then add maybe a missing piece or two, I, I think they would have been right there, you know, top five in the Pac-12. But but uh, now all bets are off with, with all these guys in the transfer portal. Seems like uh, Kraskoviak had a hard time keeping players in his program. Now, this is something that's going on a lot of places. But what what's the deal with uh, – was that an issue? Did Were, were uh, players coming in and just – not getting what they expected and, uh, and and bolding, and do you think Craig Smith will solve that? Yeah, that's that's tough. I obviously was only kind of covering them full time for a year, and they they did have a guy, Brendan Wenzel, uh, right around Christmas that that uh, transferred out, and he's going to go to Wyoming, it looks like. But but then you know even before Larry was was fired. Uh, Two guys, I think it was, uh, two kind of reserves, deep bench reserves, hit the portal. Um, I don't know honestly what it is. I, I, you know, every 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 player wants minutes. I mean, that's just the bottom line, and and uh, the grass is always greener, so to speak. And and I'm not sure that some of these coaches don't literally have these exit interviews or end of season interviews with players and kind of kind of almost force them out or, or suggest to them that 
you know, playing time won't get better. Um, you know, look no further than BYU and Connor Harding, who announced yesterday he's he's hitting the portal. I mean, if there's a kid that has a reason to stay, it would seem to be him. He's married to a woman on the women's team. She's already said she's coming back. But uh, um, Connor Harding's, Harding hits the portal. So as a coach, it must be kind of hard. If, even if these minutes slip, even a little bit like Connor's did, they're out of there in a lot of cases. It must be really difficult on a coach. Jay, want to switch gears to BYU football real quick, and I know access was certainly different this year, as uh, everything seems to have been. But what uh, what are some important things that they accomplished, or what are you taking from spring practice this year? Yeah, I, I guess kind of the biggest thing is there are a lot of questions about the defense, and there still are, but from most accounts that I heard, and like you said, we didn't see any of the practices, and they didn't have a spring game, but the defense is, is going to be okay. I mean, I don't think it's going to be great. I don't think it's going to be top 25 in the country uh, like last year, especially against the schedule that looms ahead. But but it sounds like the, the, they feel pretty good about the, the depth on defense. So that was probably my biggest takeaway. And then the other one is that that everything I hear, and I've got a story coming out on this in the next day or two, is everything I hear is that uh, the quarterback race is – kind of been whittled down to more of a Jaron Hall versus Baylor Romney um, kind of race, at least to be the starter and um, and kind of go from there. That's what I've heard from some good sources. I didn't see that with my own two eyes, obviously. But So those are kind of the two takeaways, I guess, that, that I, I got. We had uh, A-Rod on yesterday, and he uh, he talked a little bit about the quarterback situation. Do you get a feel for which one of those – because one thing that A-Rod said was uh, – Jake, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but didn't he say that he favored the guy with the highest ceiling? I, I, I'm pretty sure – he said that. Now he said there are extenuating circumstances that go along with that, uh, like decision making and and experience and whatnot. So, which one of those two quarterbacks do you think has the highest ceiling? I would definitely say Jaron Hall on that. He's uh, uh, Baylor Romney's not a bad athlete. He's an okay and pretty good athlete, but Jaron Hall is a fantastic athlete, and I so I would. I would say um, of those two guys, which one is more like Zach Wilson? And I would say it's Jaron Hall. So then I would I would say he's the guy with the higher ceiling. And, you know, I've gone through my mind on that too. I'm thinking Baylor Romney is kind of the safe pick because he takes care of the football. He's really poised and calm in the pocket. He knows the playbook. He's got the most experience. But he's just kind of blah. Um, when he's out there, um, and then as opposed to what we saw from Jaron Hall two years ago when he beat Utah State and when he got in against South Florida in an eventual loss, is that he's an exciting player. He was fun to watch. So so I would say Jaron has the higher ceiling, but Baylor Romney might be the safest pick right now, if that makes sense. Jay, thank you very much for dropping by and uh, and helping us uh, out. We appreciate it, buddy. All right, guys. Have a great night. Back at you, Jay. Jay Drew, our good friend from the Desert News. He covers BYU football and Utah basketball, and we covered a little bit of both with Jay. 
You notice I didn't say anything about how experienced Jay is. Yeah, you didn't make any old jokes. Thank goodness. That was weird last time. Was it weird? It was weird. <laughs> Insulting uh, our guests? Weird. It was, I didn't insult him. <clears throat> you it was him meant old. as a, I know, but it was meant more as a compliment. Uh, how did you put it? Maybe we need to go back to the tape on that. Because no, you didn't even Jay, say we appreciate really. you jumping on with us. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. It's our friend Jay Drew writes for the Deseret News. Jay has, uh, speaking of tires, he's got some wear on his. You're calling Jay old now? Jeez. No, 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 no. Jeez, I'm, calling, I'm calling him a veteran. <laughs> no, I'm not calling him old. I'm calling him old. I'm calling him experienced. Another word for old. I have great respect for both of you. But when it comes to a comment like that, it's sophisticated. You just have to look beyond what it appears to be. I don't think you're dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> That's what he did right there. I didn't call you dumb. You're dumb. There we go. You're right. I, I have to agree with you that that did sound a little bit more on the negative scale than the positive Is scale. the tread off the tire? Speaking of tires, he's got some wear on his. A lot of wear on that tire. About to go into the old tire yard. But, but no, no. But you see, we had been talking about tires leading up to that. And so that was my way of tying it all together. No, we just, we just did a read before the interview. Uh, thanking the title sponsor of the big show, which is Big O Tires. Save up to $150 off Pirelli, Nitto, or Toyo Tires now through April 4th at your locally owned and operated Big O Tires. And then we had 20 minutes of interview, and then you did that. Speaking of tires, he's got some wear on his. It was. It was 21 minutes. 20 minutes of interview. That was very deftly, the way you, deftly done, the way you, you know, weave that whole thing together. Well, we love the good folks at Big O. Mm-hmm. I'll mention those guys anytime. Thanks to them for oh, being yeah. our title sponsor. Speaking oh, of tires, a lot of wear off that tire. <laughs> Speaking of tires, Austin's got a spare one. Speaking of tires, they're about to put his tire in Shady Acres. It's about to become pellets on a football field, if you know what I mean. Not funny. I thought it was pretty funny. Gordon. Uh, If if it hadn't been uh, making fun of me, it would have been pretty funny. Just standing up for Jay Drew. Yeah, we are. You bully. Do you you think Jay is old? I think he's spry. Speaking of tires, he's got some wear on his. <laughs> then you you have the gall to go. I was complimenting You're calling him. Calling Jay old now? Jeez. No, 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 no. Jeez, I'm calling. Gordon? I'm calling him a veteran. <laughs> no, I'm not calling him old. I'm calling him old. It sounded uh, different than how I meant it, uh, but uh, hey, we've been there. Yeah. We've been there. <laughs> oh, have we now? Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> it sounded differently in your brain and comes out as an insult. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I apologize, Jay. That's not how I meant it. But you didn't do it this time, although you did bring no. it up. Well, I, I brought it up just to concede that I, <laughs> I may have overcooked it the last time. So, all right. Big thanks to Jay for jumping on with us. We we do appreciate it. All right. We'll get to more coming up next. Stay tuned. It's a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.